So I want to go back to that feeling you had when the doctor told you you have leukemia. Pretty much my heart just stopped for a second and it just sank. And then I looked at my mom and then I was, I asked her, am I going to die? That's pretty much what I asked. You got water there? You got any drinks? But how, how was your week? How was your week? Pretty interesting week, actually. Pretty good week. Um, started off okay. I actually got my vaccinations back on track, like my childhood vaccinations, like uh, because I lost them during my treatment. How did you lose them? Because of the chemotherapy, I lost them. Oh, okay. And then so so for the past uh, four weeks or so, I've gotten most of my vaccination back from that. Mm. Okay, just I just want to say we we weren't close back in high school, right? Like, you yeah, were, we weren't really close. Yeah, because you were in a different, like... Yeah, group. I was pretty much the antisocial kid in high school, bro. <laughs> I was really interacting with everyone. But I feel like you... Because I, I, was, I was a year ahead of you, right? Yeah, you were a year ahead of me. And you were, like, in a different group of Filipinos. Yes, that was, yeah. Yeah, so, anyways, let me just do the, the intro. Hey, hi, welcome back to Nawa Podcast. I'm your host, Justin, and today we have a very special guest. I'm not saying every week I don't have a special guest, but, you know. You know what? Introduce yourself, Chris. <laughs> mm, hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Christopher, and I'm a friend of Justin's, and uh, I'm joining his podcast today, and today we will be talking about life in general. So... It's, I'm just happy to hear that you called me a friend, even though we weren't like really close back then. But yeah, that's great, man. It's awesome that you're here too, and it's I'm I'm really grateful that you accepted, you know, my invite to be here. Yeah, I'm pretty keen to talk to you about this. Yeah, so basically, so are we talking about my journey today? Let me just give a context. So, you know what you you started. <laughs> I'm not even gonna do anything. You you started okay, sure. your story. So. Uh, soon after I graduated high school, um, I pretty much um, went back to my country. Like, I pretty much had time to enjoy a little bit of life for, as an artist. Like after soon I graduated high school around 2019 or so. And then after that, early in 2020, around February, um, I started to get really sick. I felt quite unwell from, I don't know, that because that was like COVID season, right? Like around 2020, that was already COVID season. But yeah, we didn't expect it to be that bad. I wasn't like expecting that I would have leukemia, but at the first, I was like, it's, it's sort of like COVID symptoms. It was like really out of breath. I was just like really, really grasping for air every night, and like I had really high fevers. My appetite was so down. I couldn't eat anything for like seven days, and we don't know what it was. Plus, I had red spots on my skin, so I didn't. I wasn't really aware of what it was. I was. I thought it was just normal. But days went by. The spots get really, really worse, and they're like everywhere in my body now. So 
I decided to go for my GP for that. And for mm-hmm. my first GP visit, they just dismissed it as a regular flu because the symptoms mm-hmm. of the chemo is like similar to the flu. And they gave me antibiotics, but it didn't work after a few days. It didn't do anything. So I went, I persisted my mother to went go to the GP again. But this time the GP was like suspecting that it was something else. And now they sent me to do a blood test to the Queen Elizabeth. And it was actually a traumatic experience at first because even with the blood test, they couldn't find my vein because like it was so I was so dehydrated already. Like they had to use ultrasounds and all that. Like I had to get jabbed like 10 times before they could find the right spot. So after that, they they got samples of my blood. And at the QEH, the Queen Elizabeth Hospital, they found they studied a sample. And they said it's quite hard to read from their laboratory. So they um, sent me get sent a referral, sent me to a referral to like the Royal LA Hospital because the technology is more advanced there. Because there's something unusual in my blood when they um, first got it there. First got so when I got to the Royal Adelaide Hospital, uh, I was immediately sent to emer- emergency department, and then I was um, get another blood test there. So same story, had to get jabbed ten times again with an ultrasound because they couldn't find my veins, man. Like it was, it was so dehydrated. I was so dehydrated that. They couldn't draw blood from it, but yeah. So after that, the the um after they draw blood from me, like we had to wait there for a while, and then the there's this consultants that came, but doctors that came, and were like they were like they don't know how to say it, but like the my, the consultant was just pretty straightforward to it and dropped the conclusion that I did have. Leukemia, which is um, cancer and cancer of the blood from uh, and the bone marrow. So that was a pretty traumatic experience for me, and that was a really life-turning event for for the start of the year, because all my like anxiety from anxieties, like all that, like the negative emotions, like climbed zero to one hundred real quick. Because I kept questioning a lot of things. I was just going is this gonna happen? Am I gonna die? Or like all that. Pretty much those questions. But that was the start of everything of the path that was going for me. Yeah, that that's that's why I wanted you to be here, cause uh, I want I wanna know more about you and your journey. And I feel like because my podcast is, you know, it's, I think you've seen my podcast, right? On Instagram. But yeah. I, I always, we always talk about, you know, crime stories, you know, the interesting ones, conspiracies. But I want people to be, I want like inspiring people, I should say, or people with, you know, a great journey stories to be in my podcast. Because I'm pretty sure a lot of people would like to know 
your story as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, are you, are you still doing treatments or? No, as of now, um, I'm not doing treatments anymore. Just regular checkups, and I'm pretty much done with my treatment. I'm getting back on track, so the doctor is pretty much happy with my results, my my prognosis, and I'm going. I'm uh, actually the good news is um. In like what two weeks or three weeks time, I'll be pretty much back to normal. Like sort of, I can go back to work, Oof. go back to uni, because I have. That's good, yeah, bro. Because I've been, I haven't been anywhere like pretty much, or more than a year because of those treatments, basically. So yeah. sort of like, I've been in isolation. So pretty much put it this way, I was pretty much sort of like house arrest, because yeah, yeah, that that's what it feels like. It feels like I'm on house arrest because like I couldn't go anywhere for like a year. So, so you were you were in lockdown before everyone went to lockdown, right? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty dehumanizing, man. Like that was yeah. had a really negative impact on my mental health. Yeah, I want I want to ask if like did you ever feel like you didn't have any freedom because of you know oh absolutely the treatment man. or absolutely yeah. man. But I wouldn't go in depth with it. I wouldn't go in depth with this because like this is the first text section of our podcast, like. It would be later yeah, yeah, on if fine. we go through our broad I mean our prototype the topics first. But we'll get to that later on if we get persist about doing this podcast. But yeah, man, I'm sort of I had the negative effects of treatment was uh the freedom being taken away from me. That was the biggest part that was yeah. um um I really went downhill from my mental health in terms of that because I'm a pretty uh, I'm sort of an outgoing person I'm antisocial but I'm, out, I'm an outgoing person yeah. I like to go places I like to go on adventures on my own I like like to see places just explore in general so having that taken away from me is just a pretty much um, sort of dehumanizing thing to happen because you know because like that's the that's one of sources of your happiness so like yeah that's like your fuel for a life but like yeah that's how you recharge you know it it's been it's been a year since you when 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 was it when when did you get diagnosed i got diagnosed uh, that february 19th 2020 so that more than a year ago oh, uh, more than a year now yeah yeah so i want to go back to that feeling you had when the doctor told you you have leukemia what like what what came to your mind what you felt pretty much my heart just stopped for a second and it just sank and then i looked at my mom and then i was i asked her am i gonna die that's Mm. pretty much what i asked and my mom was couldn't just help but she could she just teared up and because of those uncertainties you know this yeah, yeah, yeah. uncertainties of what's gonna happen because that's the big c right there because like there's a lot of uncertainty uncertainties that come with that and pretty much all the negative emotions just set in man like anger sadness um denial um you know damn bro we, we're like in like 10 minutes in the podcast and i'm i'm already <laughs> we're already digging it digging in and um 
I don't know. But about your uh, girl, because I know your girl was there since the beginning before you got diagnosed and until now, right? Mm-hmm. What, what did your girl feel or what did you say when you told her, oh, I have leukemia and, you know, we, we don't know what's going to happen, this and that? Actually, she is here with me. Uh, Which you... Uh... <laughs> Hi then. <laughs> what did you feel when you heard that I had leukemia? Like it took me like a minute to process it to be honest. Like it didn't like click to me straight away. Yeah. So it really shocked me and like it really shook me because like Chris is a really good person and I couldn't fathom the fact that someone as like genuine and good as he was like could be going yeah. something as as traumatic and like as life-threatening as that you know what i mean like i couldn't assess it but yeah it really broke my heart yeah because when you when someone you care about gets diagnosed with something like that you you hate to do it but you can't help but think the worst you know yeah like you're you're like thinking like of the worst case scenario and can't help but think like that so yeah yeah that's how i felt yeah thank you for that oh my god do you know simone from yeah, I I remember her face, but <laughs> I I don't know if I yeah, but that's great, man. It's like salute to you, salute salute to her as well, you know, and salute to your family. Yeah, because pretty lucky with everyone around me. So. Yeah, I think I can bring up the message, right? <laughs> yeah, but I messaged you about uh your I I was just saying good luck with everything and stay strong. Yeah, yeah, that was the first time I messaged you. And then the second time was I told you happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that. But she like she never left your side during all that. She she was there during all your fights. All all your during during that jo- journey, you know? I mean, yeah, I'm gonna say that's true love, bro. That's true love. <laughs> Amen to that, bro. I'm pretty lucky with this girl. Yeah. You guys met in high school, right? Yes. And it's a pretty it's a pretty complicated and fun love story, actually. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. So, um, I found out about your situation uh, when your mom posted about it on Facebook. Yes. Well, I mean, your mom and I uh, aren't friends on Facebook, but a lot of people were sharing it and I saw it. I saw it. You know, I saw it. She said you guys needed some help. It was all over Facebook. We shared it, you know, we donated and this and stuff and that and that. But I want to talk about your mom, the transplant between you and your mom. What was the story behind that? So the transplant between me and my mom was actually a a really a really lucky situation because like um I was supposed I'm having a stem cell transplant. That's what um, that's what they do with people with leukemia. They give them stem cell transplant from other people. So yeah. I was supposed to find a donor from another country, but that would take so long. So they had to take, um, they had to test my family if they were a match. So my sister didn't match. My dad wasn't a match. But luckily, my mom was a half match, even though it's not fully matched, half match that. They said it was really it was already good enough for me to um, take cells from her. So, so 
So that was a really fortunate event. I was really lucky about that because like if they were if I were to wait another donor from another country, it would take more than a year to find a matching oh. matching um I guess blood type like blood that. type for me, I guess. Like all the all the counts and all that. But the I don't yeah. know how do you do that stuff. But luckily my mom was a half match, so it shortened the process and then like they went and proceeded to do the transplant. Um immediately and schedule put a date on it and it took a while because like um they started thinking about the transplant around um august and they had to they had confirmation that my mom was a half much um around september and then they set a date for my transplant uh october so that was pretty much the story of the transplant so my mom was the half-matched um, tra- uh, donor. Yeah. And I was surprisingly happy about happy about that because, like, I don't know if, I, if that was another person that would be, that the treatment would be so much longer. I mean, I would still be out of hospital today. Yeah. So, like, imagine, like, it's been a year now, right? Over a year. Imagine yeah. if you ha- had someone. Hmm? It would take... Lo- it would take longer, right? Yeah. You wouldn't be here, you know, sitting in a car, you know, <laughs> yeah. talking to me. You're probably in, in, in still bed and, you know, still in bed and getting treatments. Like, that's so lucky, though. Yeah, I'm very fortunate. I've been, I was, I gotta admit, I was in denial about that. I like, I still questioned a lot of things a few months back. Like, I was in really in a really dark place and I was in bad shape mentally in the past a uh, few months like say five to seven months ago yeah it was like just so mentally depleted and all that i've questioned a lot of things i would like you know struggle mentally and emotionally yeah but i gotta say though like when i saw when i saw a photo of you back last year i was so worried bro like literally because you lost hella weight yeah, I was pretty much skin and bones. Like I went from sixty-five yeah. kilos to forty-nine real quick. Oh, damn. I mean, I'm, I mean, look at you now, though. You're you're getting weight. You're getting yeah. weight. I eat so much, bro. I my appetite's been spiking. <laughs> I mean, you need to now, right? Because like you never had that. You you never had that freedom of you need to like you need to eat a specific food, right? Yeah. Even though I need to eat a specific food, the appetite was simply not there. Okay. Like you, like you just didn't, you just didn't want to eat. I didn't want to eat. Like even though I, I ate, I feel like I would just vomit it out. Yeah, but every time, every time you do an operation or something, did you ever, did you ever think that, oh, here we go again? Like I don't know, I don't know if I can take this. I don't know if this will be, you know, that last moment or. Or what? Yeah, pretty much um, in the first months of um, my diagnosis, I didn't really notice much of the operations because I was pretty knocked out. I was asleep every time, like most of the time, around time of day, like every day, most of like asleep. So sort of like I went into a coma, but like still waking yeah. up. But like, I feel like I'm in a coma because like I couldn't recall what happened and what happened during that day. So. Even though they did an operation at me, I didn't, I couldn't notice because I was just asleep. But I, mm. I, I do know that they're doing stuff for me, like doing biopsies and all that, like yeah, spinal, uh, spinal tap and all that, like all those sorts of operations. 
I mean, I could feel it, but like, I just don't really notice it. Because, You're just knocked out. Yeah, I was just pretty much knocked out, knocked out. But during when I was getting more and more aware, sort of like in the middle of the year, I was in and out of hospital. Uh, I was pretty much getting nervous about every operation because like, yeah, like you said, um, there's the uncertainty of the unknown. Like, you know, you never know what's going to happen. And then just hope for the best and pretty much like that. And let's just get this over with type of mentality, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think the hardest part from your journey was trying to fight that mentality of why am I still doing this? You know, like, what's the point, you know? But you, you were, you did it like, yeah, I, I need to fight. I need, I, need, I need to do this. I need to continue this. But let me, let me just ask, what hit you? What hit you? And you were like, nope, nah, I need to fight. I'm not going anywhere. I need this. What hit you during that moment? Actually, I have a lot of times where I wanted to give up and then just try. And then just, I was just like, nah, I should just end it right here because I can't take it anymore. Yeah. But... The more I think about it, like what hit me is that like, certain things that I think about. It's those things that motivate me to keep going forward. And it's like I imagine I picture a life where I'm completely free again and that things go back to where like I can go wherever I want and then like but one of the things that hit me and then like yeah, I gotta keep going is that I was thinking about a life with my girlfriend pretty much. And yeah. then like I what what appeared in my head was like just really beautiful. Like I couldn't um fathom like that was um one of the strengths that keep me going. And then like I, it kept reminding me that no, I I should I just keep going no matter how shit <laughs> sorry for the language. No matter how crap it no matter how crap it gets. Um, I just got to keep going because I'm going to make that dream a reality someday. And there are times that really I wanted to give, I'd give up because, like, yeah, it was, so over, it was just so overwhelming. But I just keep thinking about that thought. And then also another thought of mine like, is that how many people are, are like, thinking about me and then people yeah. are like, looking up to me, like um, fighting this battle, you know? And then they're like looking at how I'm doing and all that. And then if I give up now, people will think like, you know, like they'll be quite sad. Like I didn't at least give it a shot of fighting it. I just gave up. So that also motivated me to keep going about because the people around me are like, are like hoping to see me walk on my, two, on my own two feet again. Wow. That's great, bro. Um, I don't even know what to say, bro. <laughs> that's like, that's, I don't know. It's it's just great hearing people tell their story. Like, you know, people that had this kind of journey, this kind of battle. Because it makes me think that, because, you know, normal people, let's say, like, people with, let's say, a billionaire, you know, they get, they're like, oh, I don't have this. I don't have that. I want to die. I want to. I can't take this anymore. And then you think about these people with cancer and leukemia. You're like, you, you're struggling more than I am, you know? You know what I'm saying? 
it's just yeah if it feels it feels like refreshing basically because like i have basically for it's telling me like i have everything and i'm still complaining yeah. you know and there's there's people out there who are suffering from this and that and uh, i don't know man like you your your story is just it's just it's just great to hear because we we never really talked i never really messaged you um oh what's your story uh what happened and this and that like it's just this this is basically our first time yeah, talking but, since that's but honestly man if you if you want to do more conversation like this right like just hit me up and then we can set a time and date for when you want to have a conversation yeah. like i would have i would be more than happy to talk with you with whatever topic that we talk about, about yeah in my life or in life in general just you know that would be interesting to share with people from a different perspective you know? yeah yeah i was wondering like you could be like like a co-host or something you know for a podcast or something uh, in, the, in the future yeah just hit me up anytime like yeah but you know my my girl my girl is like oh i want to be your co-host though i want to be your co-host for your podcast. i'm like okay okay but you know i need some time with with other people too you know <laughs> but you're i wanna you're you're a photographer as well right photographer slash filmmaker yeah yeah i like that i like that. i like how you corrected me with a filmmaker as well because i'm gonna talk i was gonna talk about the oh you do youtube as well but bro you you're really good at it i'm I'm telling you you're you're like it doesn't matter if it's like a car or shout out to ronan i saw ronan's uh photo you you did some good ones there mm -hmm. Ro uh ronan's photos cars it doesn't matter what it what it what it is bro you you're really good at it when when did you start doing all this actually it started when i was still in high school in in uh year 12 as i took photography lessons and by far that is the most favorite subject i ever took <laughs> and and that went just completely like um kept going and going like until i made it into a hobby until i made it into a passion right now where i take photography as a hobby passionately and then i think it was fate that i was yeah. i was destined to become a photographer or, or a filmmaker because like i was given lessons on photography on high school yeah yeah and my girlfriend um gave me this camera as a gift like she gave she gave me a camera for a gift and mm -hmm. then this foundation from a cancer council or something gave me a macbook uh, gave me a wish and i wished for a macbook and they give it to me so i think that, <laughs> yeah. that was predestined for me to be a photographer or a filmmaker because like uh, i was given all these opportunities and all these things at once you know yeah i mean one 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 day one day i'm gonna i'm gonna hit you up to get to get some photos of me huh you gonna... <laughs> yeah <I do> it. <laughs> Hit me up, bro. But do you, do you, are you pursuing it like to to go like are you pursuing to go uni or make uh, this no, an actual job? I'm just self taught right now, man. I mean, being um self taught with a lot of things, especially photography and filmmaking, that's not really my main course of in terms yeah. of what to do in life. It's just a side hustle or something like that. If yeah, this yeah. is the future, but now I'm doing it as a hobby. Yeah, yeah. Okay, enjoy doing I'll, it. Yeah, I like I like that because you know podcasting. Podcasting is like my side hustle as well. You know, mm 
I don't, I don't, I mean, I can, I can put ads now in my podcast, but I feel like once I put money into something I do for like for fun or just to get to know people more, you know, talk about it, that's when it gets, for me, it gets boring when I put yeah. money into it. Yeah. So that's why, you know, it's like, it's like revenue from YouTube. It's like you're expecting the money that will be sent to you from YouTube, but then you'll be like, you have, you'll run out of ideas because you're like, you're so fixated on that particular type of thing from YouTube, which is making money off yeah. it. Yeah, that's when you get, like when you start thinking about money or like revenue, you're like, once once you realize you don't really get money from this, like in a few months, you're, you're like, uh, I don't want to do this anymore. That's, that's I, I don't want that, you know, because once I put ads into my podcast, mm-hmm. that's when I get probably I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, we should we should do a podcast with video next, like in the future, you know, yeah, like with a studio yeah. now. Yeah, with a studio. But now we're just starting out, man. It's nothing wrong with starting. Yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. Every, nothing grows out of here in your comfort zone, man. But sure, I'll be down for that. Yeah, because my podcast is. I think I said this in the, in the last episode, but after I I uploaded the the third episode, bro, my podcast went hella hella blowing up in Spotify, and it's so uh it broke it broke records like my few because I think my highest was my episode one because everyone was so hyped up, yeah. you know, and then I uploaded episode three. I think everyone didn't didn't expect that I, I would have some some guests someone because they they probably gonna they they probably thought that i was just gonna talk with my girlfriend the whole time but i had a i had a guest now i have you for this Mm -hmm. fourth episode that i I think people people won't expect this yeah i'm 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 glad to be here man i I mean i'm honored to be a guest in your podcast and then i like to talk i would like more than be happy to talk about things over the mic so you have you have a YouTube channel. It's called Chris Chris, Chris FC. Yeah. Yep. Uh, in there you did you did like document documentary videos of your journey, right? Yeah. Well, what amazed me was you you did all that in in a room, and you had different angles. You did that in one room, hospital room, mm-hmm. and you had different angles. You know, and it it looked like it was just a short movie. Yeah. That like for me that was great, bro yeah not gonna lie that no thanks man but like um it's all about just filmmaking techniques really and then i just just studied a lot of filmmaking and photography while i was in the hospital so that kept my kept my mind occupied for a bit so when i tried to film that um short film i was just like contemplating about different angles and all that and then like create sort of a cinematic um a day in a life of how my days are going in the hospital pretty much yeah i think your highest uh i looked at your youtube and i, I think your highest views was was your a day in a life right uh i think so yeah i do my research bro yeah <laughs> i saw i saw i saw that i think you, yeah i think it was that video yeah. but how did how did making videos and you know photography make become like a safe place for you oh it just distracted me out of from the 
negative negative emotions and negative mindsets like the negativities around my mindset like it sort of kept me busy from thinking about all the other things that might could go wrong instead it kept me it kept my mind somewhere else so i was like oh this looks good like i'm just like you know it's like given you're like giving yourself a project sort of like high school man like you're given a task that you have to finish and you have to you're fixated in that and then like you just you're not distracted from anything else other unless you procrastinate a lot but i was just so fixated in doing those projects that like it kept me busy from thinking about the bad things or and the side of you know or that side of life because like doing filmmaking and photography just um kept me more aware of my surroundings rather than you know losing myself from my thoughts from overthinking and all that from my anxieties and it just like sort of um a safe sort of like i don't know how to describe it like an enjoyment while i was there yeah pretty much it's pretty much it's so boring when you're isolating in a room by yourself without nothing to do yeah i just went and picked up the camera and just started filming tried different things and all that yeah so how how i look into it is like you kind of look at the world in a different perspective basically you know with your filmmaking with your photography you did your own you made your own world basically yes and i mean that's great bro i mean if you want are, are you are you for hire or you like do you do no i don't i don't charge people for now because like i'm still an amateur at photography and filmmaking but i'm happy to like yeah. um go like if they if you want to hit me up for a photo shoot i'll be happy i'll be down for it um actually yeah. the, the photographer at my girlfriend like uh her sibling is getting married and i'm gonna be the photographer in that wedding if they let me <laughs> but yeah I'll, I'll i'll leave your contacts in my episode description for anyone you know anyone listening and now i will tag you on instagram as well yeah, okay. but during during your journey you know we we know we know your your mom stayed with you your family stayed with you your girl stayed with you uh did you did you lose friends or relationships during that journey um yes i've lost friends especially not really a lot because i'm not a uh, socially per- active person i like, kept my circle really small so i was in yeah. a lot of people that much and um the only people I lost is just my co-workers pretty much. I just like, because I, I was working and I'd be, at, when I would get diagnosed. So those were the people that pretty much I lost mostly because like I was, you know, often in that environment when I was diagnosed. And when I got the big C, I pretty much stopped seeing those people. So those were the only people that I lost. Apart from that, not really that much. And everyone stayed with you. Yeah, with my family, my girlfriend. Um, I think I, I think of it like it's it's not about who who you lost during that battle during that journey, but it's like about who stayed right, yeah. like during that and after that. But do you have any? Do you want to add any stories? Because <laughs> I don't really have any questions because you really answered everything by now. Yeah. Um. 
pretty much um i'm all out of answers for now but if you get an outline of the next series that we're going to do i would more than be happy to answer more of those questions and talk with you about it man but at the moment okay that's all i can provide for now an introduction to me and um just to ease um ease into your podcast you know like yeah yeah but I think you basically answered everything by now. So I think we can leave it there, right? I think that's that's enough. Yeah, that's enough for today, I guess. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I'm more than happy to be a guest, man. That's really... I just really wanted to hear your story because I know, I know, I know some of it. You know, I know you had leukemia, but... Yeah. Yeah, I wanted more from you. And I wanted, I wanted to talk to you too because... We never, we never really talked back then. I think, yeah, I think you, I don't remember, but I did like a video, like a short vlog video and I posted it on Facebook or Instagram. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't remember, but you commented, you commented something and you were like, in, in Tagalog, you were like, oh, teach me like that. I was like, yeah. bro, you're, you're like already, I think you were, you were already making uh, great photos back then. So I was like. I don't. I, I I tried looking for it, but I couldn't find it. But yeah, thank you, thank you for being here, bro. That's okay, bro. Okay. Maybe maybe the next episode, maybe in the, in the future. I'll, okay, I'll... just hit me up, man. So for anyone listening, thank you guys for listening, and see you guys in the next episode. All right, see you everyone. Have a nice day. Bye.